Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to the Motormouth Podcast with me, Tim Sylvie. This is the place where we meet a figure from the world of motorsport and dive into their lives and careers, often uncovering truths you never knew existed. We've sat down with Formula One drivers, team principals, touring car stars, Le Mans and IndyCar winners, famous broadcasters, content creators and pioneers, all to make sure that you get behind the visor and hear from the world's biggest and most interesting names. If there's anyone with a story to tell, they usually tell it right here. Check us out at motormouth.club, download our app, check out our regular Motormouth kart race where you can race alongside the stars and support our partners at Movember and the Brain Tumor Charity. And don't forget, please subscribe to our show, leave a review, it really makes a difference. Find us on all the major podcast channels. In the meantime, sit back, relax, and enjoy the chat. Hello, Tim Sylvie here. Now, today we're joined by Kate Bevan, a woman who is with Formula One for over 20 years in commercial and then director of hospitality and experiences. She's an absolute legend amongst the F1 community and has recently moved on to something very new and very exciting. Alongside David Coulthard and others, Kate has helped launch More Than Equal, a new initiative bringing together some of motorsport's best scouts, trainers, psychologists, nutritionists, coaches and drivers to find the first female Formula One drivers champion. We're here to learn all about it. 
Kate, a huge welcome to the Motormouth podcast. How are you? Just before we get into that, bear with me for two minutes. I must tell you about our new sponsors of the show, and it's one that means a great deal to us all on a very personal level here at the Motormouth podcast. In 2021, Dana, the founder of Motus One, passed away suddenly and without warning whilst visiting family in the States. Dana was one of my very best friends. The legacy he left with his family and his business is incredible, and I'm hugely humbled and proud to have his booming business as part of this show. Sponsors are vital for our survival and make sure we continue to bring you interviews with the biggest names in racing. So if you or your company needs event transportation, look no further than the team at Motus One. They have you covered anywhere in the world, from a single chauffeur-driven sedan to a fleet of luxury SUVs, Teslas, or motor coaches. Find your transportation solution with Motus One. They've got offices worldwide, including the Middle East, Europe, and Africa, and will support your transportation needs regardless of location. Motus One is committed to world-class service at the very best rates to ensure your event goes off without a hitch. Contact them at motusone.com. We'll put all their social links in the podcast description. A massive, massive thanks to Dana, his wife, Claudia, his kids, the rest of the Motus One team. Thank you for having faith in our show and joining us for season 12. Right, back to it. On with the show. I'm happy to be here, Tim. Very happy to be here. It's a lovely sunny day here in London. Yes. Uh, about. The yeah. sky is blue, but I'm not on a plane to anywhere, so all is good. Excellent. That's what we like to hear. Where are you joining us from today, then? I'm in my home office in London. Yeah. Uh, I said, you know, who wants to be on a plane at the moment? Um, but uh, it's great. Very happy to be here. Now, you spent a huge part of your career inside uh, the walls of Formula One. You clearly enjoyed it there. You stayed there an awfully long time. You, first of all, you must have some very fond memories and experiences that will stay with you for the rest of your career. You know what? I've got too many. I mean, we're going to need we're going to need a couple of hours and some <laughs> to really get to the bottom of this. There've been too many. I've met some incredible people and done some incredible things, and I think. You know, we sometimes forget what a privilege it is to work in this sport. You know, we're not working in an office for a widget manufacturer in, you know, Northampton somewhere. We are traveling the world with Formula One. And it's a fascinating, fascinating world. Yeah, yeah. Started ago. I started originally as a lawyer. I started with Tom Walkinshaw um, back in the day. And, you know, highlights there are things like, taking a Volvo estate car and putting it in the British Touring Car Championship, yeah. you know? I mean, how much fun is that? And then winning, and then winning, that's the point. Yeah. Um, so I had great fun with Tom Walkinshaw. We were all over, we were trying to take Formula One to an island in the middle of the Moscova River. Uh, if you remember that back in the day, that was fun. Uh, and then I worked for Bernie Eccleston, and he's he still is a complete hero of mine. Um, he taught me everything I know. It's like being taught chess by a grandmaster. Yeah. You know, he, he created this sport effectively. Yeah. Uh, and he, he had a wicked sense of humor. I think that's my highlight from working with, with Tom, with uh, Bernie, was his wicked sense of humor. He was, he was great to work with. Um, I had a lot of highlights uh, working with him. Every day was a highlight working with Bernie. Um, and then Liberty came in. 2017, and uh, even though they didn't know what any of us did there, because none of us had job titles, uh, so they didn't have a clue what any of us did. So they asked us, they said, what do you do and what do you want to do? 
And very kindly, they let me carry on uh, a new project I was, I'd started with Tom, with, uh, with Bernie, which was to run the um, hospitality business, the hospitality and experience business. And they let me carry on with that. They let me uh, take it in hand. And the great Sean Bratches just wound me up and said, go do it. We did some great things. I mean, within months, we had put on that amazing fan festival in Trafalgar Square. Yeah. Uh, uh, the first deal signed within weeks of them coming in was something I'd been working on for a while. And that was F1 Experiences, who are your sponsor for this, I think. They are indeed. We're very friendly with F1 Experiences and they've been a, a, a long-time supporter of the show. And um, and as you rightly say, their sponsors, fantastic people. Keith, we've actually had Keith on the show. He, he, we did a, an interview with Rosberg and then he, we had 10 or 15 minutes with Keith, who, for those that don't know, is the CEO of, of uh, Quint Events and, and F1 Experiences. Um, fascinating career of his own. You, you mentioned Bernie there. Do, do you think he gets a bit of an unfair rap now? You know, the, Liberty obviously very different operation to when Bernie was running the show. Do you think he's he's remembered fondly enough? Um, that's a very good question. I think, you know, history should be kind to him because he created this sport. Do I feel sorry for him? Not in a million years. You know, he brings half of it on himself and he's big enough to look after himself. Uh, he doesn't need me to stick up for him, frankly. Uh, but I, I don't think that what he did can be expunged from the record. I think that if you look at what he did uh, in, in taking this sport and creating it into the global phenomena it is, uh, he was ahead of his time on everything. He was doing digital TV before the market was ready for it, really, but he had the vision for that. Uh, he, um, you know, in hospitality, in what ended up as my area, that was created way before any other sport was doing it. Mm. And not only created, but done well. Uh, so I think, you know, you, you have to let the facts speak for themselves. Yeah. Um, if he goes off on a tangent and says, says things that uh, you don't agree with or that are frankly a little bit ridiculous, you know, he can, he can take care of himself. Don't worry about that. Yeah, he's, uh, he's done all right for himself, that's for sure. I read, read, his, uh, I read a biography of him and um, a fascinating life and career. Um, now, we're going to talk about More Than Equal in a minute, um, but having spent so long in Formula One, I want to get your personal perspective um, on the sport and, and perhaps the changes that you've seen in terms of female participation and not just behind the wheel, but across the whole ecosystem, whether it's you know female engineers or team principals, whatever it might be. How, how has the sport changed in those 20 odd years that you were involved? Uh, you know, 20 years ago when I was working, certainly when I was working for Tom Walkinshaw, uh, there weren't really uh, any women in senior positions at any level. Uh, I can't remember any. Uh, working for Bernie, Bernie employed a lot of women, actually. Uh, he, and he and he was very open about it. He said, I employ more women because they work harder and they have less ego. So, you know, he got that right. <laughs> um, but but looking, looking, at, looking back in those days, 20 years ago, even 10 years ago, there weren't, there were no female, there were no women team principals, race promoters, uh, strategists, engineers, drivers. You look at it now, we've had uh, women as team principals, women as race promoters, women in the, uh, as strategists and engineers. Uh, the only thing we haven't had is women as drivers, yeah. this project. So I think things have changed. I don't think they've changed fast enough, but they've certainly changed in a positive direction from my own experience. Uh, but I think there are no women Formula One drivers, and that's um, that's 
that's just not acceptable. No, and and presumably that's where the idea was seeded from. I mean, let's get into the weeds of it. More than equal. Where did the idea come from? Who whose idea was it, and how did you get involved? Uh, I got involved. Uh, I was approached in uh, Miami uh, by um, the great Steve Wright from Wright Formula uh, and uh, Pavel uh, Turek, who is a friend of the guy who's funding it. And I think they'd been asked to speak to me by David Coulthard, who I've known for a long time. And um, and th- that was Miami this year. So I think the project had been started before then, but that's when I was first approached. And what I heard was a huge ambition. I heard something that was that was very, very straightforward. There's no messing about. And that is to get a woman holding a trophy on the podium in Formula One. Uh, and that's what captured my attention and imagination. And then you look at who's behind it. You look at whether it's, um, whether it's got good people behind it, whether it's properly funded. You look at that and you say, I'm betting on this team. You know, So I'm, I'm, I'm coming along for the ride. Thanks very much. Yeah, I'm in. Fantastic. Now, we know the goal. You want to produce, like you say, a female Formula One driver who's not just taking part, um, but is winning races and is on the podium and lifting the trophy at the end of the year. Why do you think we've not seen that happen yet? I don't think we know. I think that's the problem. We don't know. If you ask 10 people why there is not a woman uh, in Formula One competitively and lifting trophies right now, you'll probably get 10 different answers. Is it uh, physical? Is it psychological? Is it social? Is it economic? What's the reason? So I think the first job is to, is to try and identify what the barriers are, what the barriers are. Uh, knock them down and get on with it. But you have to, to get the right answer, you have to ask the right question first, right? So we have to go out there and and identify what we think the barriers are, do the research. You know, I think sometimes this is not a matter of opinion. It's a matter of research. It's a matter of fact. Go out and find what you think the barriers are, identify them and knock them down. And I think that's uh, that's our approach on this. And can you... Can you put a timeline on this? I mean, are we talking five years, ten years? How long is it going to take to get this this female on the, on the podium? We put our own time limit on it of eight to ten years, uh, and I think that tells a story in itself. It says that you've got to start early. Yeah, I think it's intuitive. You know that some of the greatest you know racers have started very early, so you've got to start early. And one thing I think that is that is uncontroversial, is that there are just not enough girls and young women going into karting, yeah. uh, esports. And we don't know. It might come from esports. It may come from karting. But you've got to start early. Yeah. Uh, so one of the first things we need to do is to start filling the funnel because it's a numbers game. You're going to find the talent the more, the more you, bigger the pool you have to draw from. So I think the first job uh, will be to, to do what we can to fill the funnel. Uh, the next thing you need to do is spot the talent. So you need to have a truly global, because there's, um, you know, statistically, you're less likely to find it if you're concentrating your efforts on the UK. So go global on this. So you've got to spot the talent. You've got to do that globally. And then you need to put together a development program early. And that, you know, that will include, um, you know, our partners at Hintza, who are the best in the business at driver development. Uh, There's also, um, you know, you need to give them sporting advice. 
uh, you need to put together an academy programme for them. And I think that's the only way to do it. You've got to be realistic and you've got to be methodical and you've got to actually go out there and do it. Yeah. And and there's obviously, you know, female participation across motorsport has improved and we've got the likes of the W Series and Alpine have their, their, um, their programme that they've released as well. You're a non-profit organisation. What are the, what are the plans, if any, to collaborate with these kind of entities? Because W Series, we've had loads of people from W Series on the show. We've had Catherine on the show. We've had David on the show, who are obviously both involved. And I, I think their mantra may have changed slightly, but it, when I was talking to them, it was all about bums on seats, you know, getting girls participating and pushing them up the ladder. Now, the, the ladder thing seems to be a bit of an issue with W Series at the moment, as we know, with Jamie Chadwick, who's back again after after winning so successfully i guess two two part question one what collaboration are you going to have with the likes of w series and do you think w series has a place in this female participation world a very quick interruption to remind you to check out our sponsors, Motus One, the event transportation company. Motus One is the industry leader in complex transport management from hospitality, talent, production crews, VIPs, and artist transport. Motus One's team have got you covered. They've also launched their leading edge cloud-based event transportation management system called Motus Ride. Now you can manage your entire event transport program digitally. Make bookings, allocate rides, create approval processes, see reports, track costs, loads more. Head over to motusone.com and hear how they can support your event transportation needs. Back to the show. Absolutely. I think what W Series has done um, for women in motorsport is huge uh, because they did a really good job. They've raised the profile. uh, They've created a path. It may not be the only path, but they've created a path. So I think that what they've done is is absolutely brilliant and well executed. I have to say, really, really well executed. Um, Formula One allowing it to be um, on the support race ticket has done no end of good. So this is all good stuff, right? But who are we going to work with? We have to work with everyone. We have to work with everyone. And there is more than one route in to the top flight of motorsport. There are... You know, plenty of the teams who have um, young driver programs, including now Alpine, that's targeting women. And that's great. That's fantastic. We need to work with everyone to find a suitable path for that individual talent that we found somewhere um, to go through. Uh, but I think you're right. I think I think W Series has gone so far, but it's it's almost created a cul-de-sac. It's the route out. So I think you've got to tackle the route into it. You need more talent going in and you've got to tackle the route out of it. But equally in the young driver programs, you know, you have to you have to map the progression, uh, I think, and provide a pathway that's um, that's going to work. Yeah. It's going to work. So we, we had um, Tiff Nadell on the show the other day. I don't know if you know Tiff personally. Um, if you do, you'll know he's he's not shy in coming forward. He, he has strong opinions and, and his view on W Series was interesting and his view on, on the participants was interesting that um, fundamentally at the moment, the drivers in W Series, Jamie included, are not quick enough. Um, and he pointed to evidence in Formula 3 where, you know, she was racing for teams that were at the top of the grid and she was not necessarily getting those podiums week in, week out. Do you think that's a... Say hello to a new era of mental health care. 
Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Fair assessment of the current position of female racing. Do you think he's right or do you think he's wrong? Well, Tim, you know, I'm never shy about giving an opinion, as anyone who knows me will tell you. Uh, but this is something I just don't know the answer to. Um, I'm not an expert, and I don't know the answer to. Uh, there are plenty of experts out there who can who can who can give me their opinion on it. But I guess we need to find out, don't we? We need to find out, and um, we're hoping to work with them. We're hoping to work with Jamie. We want to find out why. What is the problem here? Um, uh, whether they're good enough. Whether it's too late. For those that are currently in there, I mean, you look at our timeline, we're looking at eight to 10 years and, um, and, our, and our approach is to go early and go wide, go early and go global. So I don't know what, if anything, uh, we would be able to do for the current crop. And I mean, it's strange to think, you know, to be saying it's too late when you're in your 20s, isn't it? But, you know, uh, but that might be the case. So I think, I think we've got to go and find out. We've got to talk to them. We've got to work, work this out. Yeah. But he might be right. He might be wrong. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fascinating, isn't it? I, I was sat with, um, on the way back from Miami, um, I was sat with Abby Eaton at the um, uh, oh, yeah. the departure lounge at, in, in Miami at the airport. And um, we got chatting about W Series and female participation. And actually, I didn't know about this initiative at the time. Um, I, I'd be interesting to get some of her, her views on it. Um, I'm sure she'd be delighted. But her, what, her take on um, the current... Um, uh, issues, if you like, with the ladder is that um, W Series, well, Formula 2, Formula 3, um, the physical attributes you'd need to turn those steering wheels um, are perhaps something that females are not quite there yet with through no fault of their own, clearly, but there's no power steering. When you get to Formula 1, effectively, the steering wheel is easier to turn. Is, is it these kind of things that you're going to try and to, to turn or, or to, to affect change in to see well, if you can have power steering in Formula 1, why don't we have it in Formula 2 and Formula 3 so that some of the females who perhaps don't have the strength through natural reasons can actually show what they're really capable of? Yes, yes. But you go back. I go back to what I said. You've got to, to, write, to find the right answer. You've got to ask the right question. So the first question is, is that proposition true? And I know that there have been, there's 
Hinsa have done a lot of work on this. Mm. Um, and we hope to develop that work to find an answer to that question. You know, it's almost binary. It, is, it, is it true or not? And the, the suggestion from Hinsa is that there is no physical reason uh, why uh, a woman at any age cannot compete equally with uh, a man or a boy, right? But we need to test that hypothesis. We need to test that proposition because that will then lead you down a route, you know? And, and what we can't afford to do is to, is to just make assumptions, which might take you down a path that isn't the right one. We haven't got time. We've only got 10 years. <laughs> yeah. you know so, so we've got to ask the right questions first so I, th I think that's the first thing to do it, it it might be right it might be not let's find out yeah and, and how do you look at the talent that's out there I mean we, we talked a little bit about Jamie she's she seems to be doing incredible things for female sport and even if she's not the one that's going to get to that Formula One podium the work that she's putting in place and the likes of her and Alice Powell and others this can only be a good thing for the sport. And I, I was at the um, W Series finale at Donington a, a couple of years ago um, and uh, when Jamie won, uh, not Donington, Brands Hatch. And um, there were little kids there, six-year-old girls with their racing overalls on, clamoring for her autograph, mobbing her. You know, this is amazing to see, isn't it? What, what sort of impact do you think she specifically has had on female participation? I said before, Tim, I think that what W Series has done has been transformational. Um, and I think there are other um, women's racing initiatives out there. The difference with, with W Series is that it attached to Formula One and it, so it got, you know, an immediate profile. I think you need to do more of that. They are pioneers in this and, you, you know, huge kudos to them. They have done so much good. We need to times that by 10. We need to fill that funnel. We need that. We need we need thousands and thousands of six-year-old girls asking their father to take them karting, right, across the world, you know, everywhere. And that's a big challenge. But that's what we need to do if you're going to play the numbers game and, you know, wheedle out that talent. So I have nothing but admiration for them. And their insights have always been really quite good, you know. And you talk about it's, it's sometimes, is it the physical strength? Is it the design of the cockpit, the pebbles? You know, these are things that we need to find out if there are small changes that can be made. And here's the thing. The point of what we're trying to do, it's hard. It's hard for a, a, a boy, a young man to make his way in motor racing. If you know, you know how really, really difficult it is. Um, we don't want to make it easy for girls. We just want to make it equally difficult. You know, and I think that's that's what we're trying to do. That's a very good way of putting it. I like that. Now, you've obviously, I mean, you alluded to the fact that, you know, David's involved um, and other very high, high profile people behind this. Um, you had your launch recently. I know that went that went very well. How is it being received? The people that you're talking to or David's talking to and the, the platform you're building, is it being received positively by by the people you speak to about this? Yeah, I think the timing is right on this. Uh, Tim, and I think, you know, the way has been paved for um, a huge, a gaining of profile of women in sport generally. I mean, you know, we've got football, we've got rugby. I think the issue of women in sport is gaining profile. Uh, w Series have done a huge job in, in motorsport. So I think timing is right. And, you know, as Bernie always told me, you know, 80% of any deal is timing. You know, yeah. don't, don't pretend it's your skill. It's timing. So, um, so I think the timing is right on this. Uh, the reaction has been, I mean, I've been surprised at the reaction, you know, a hugely positive reaction to this. I, I posted up the press release on my LinkedIn, 
right? And, you know, the subject matter is great, but posting up a press release on your LinkedIn isn't the most interesting post you ever do. Uh, and it went viral. You know, it was fantastic. But not only that, the comments back. Everyone wants to say something about this. So I've got a really good feeling about this on the timing. And I think that if we, if we um, get our act together and start doing something, I think it could really produce some interesting results. Yeah. And I think we can achieve it. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's, it's brilliant to see, and you've clearly got a passion for it. Now, let's, let's move on to um, some of your own opinions around uh, motorsport, Formula One specifically. Do you still watch it? Are you still involved? Are you a fan as well as someone that's worked in it all this time? Tim, I, I, I don't even like sport. I don't like any sport. Uh, I, you know, I don't know how I got to where I am because I don't like sport. Um, it's taken 20 years to kind of get me watching Formula One races, really. <laughs> Uh, and I'm just beginning to learn, you know, the different colours of the cars. So that's good. Very good. Great, uh, right, you know. Uh, I like blue and I like the red ones. Um, but how am I enjoying Formula One this season? Wow. I mean, it's brilliant, isn't it? You know, it's, it's who isn't enjoying Formula One this, this year? Who isn't? And, I mean, we're at a stage where up until now we've had a real race for the championship. And that's what it's all about. You know, it'd be sad if it got tied up a bit too too quickly from now on. I think, you know, mid-season, we're pivotal now. And I think if... Um, take it, I'll, take it. My phone, that's my phone. <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, it's, um, it's going to be interesting, isn't it? Mid-season now, where does it go? If, um, if Ferrari continue to, you know, mess up, um, Red Bull... But Red Bull are relentless. Max is relentless. You'd never bet against him. You know, it, it, it could peter out, really, as a season, I think. You know, but the racing has been absolutely spectacularly good. And you look at what we've got. You know, we've got... You look at the points now. We've got Haas on something like 20 points. You know, we've got... I think every team has scored points so far this season, halfway through the season. And that's telling you that, you know, there is a lot of good racing going on and it has got a bit closer, you know, uh, it is spreading out a bit and that produces great races for us to watch. Absolutely. Now, um, Kate Bevan, prediction for next year. So Lewis, he's had a bit of a tough time of things so far this year. At the time of recording, he seems like he may have turned a corner and starting to get to grips with his car. The chances of him winning a title this year are pretty much zero. But is he going to come back next year and win that eighth title that he so craves can he do it well he doesn't need the money true he doesn't need the fame he doesn't need the line in the history books so i think there's only one reason he would come back you know because he doesn't need any of it uh he'd come back for the hell of it just for the hell of it and i kind of think that's an f1 racing driver thing you know um and you need a you need that you need that attitude of of the hell of it and he he may well do just for the hell of it but he wouldn't do it for any other reason i don't think he doesn't need it yeah now uh we have a final three questions which we fire to all our guests these are brought to us by our friends at f1 experiences i've got to say that two more times because we have three sponsors and i'm not sure which one this is going to be used using it yet and we have a final three questions that we fire to all of our guests which are brought to us by our friends at motus one we have a final three questions, which we fire to all of our guests, which are brought to you by our friends over at Grid Rival. The first one, Kate, what's got you excited at this very moment? 
uh, I think it's the resurgent interest in Formula One. So, you know, you know, Tim, we've all got friends down the pub who love football and they never wanted to talk about Formula One. Now we've got friends, all of our friends want to talk to us about Formula One. That resurgent interest, I think, has been hugely exciting, you know, because we used to be seen as a little bit of a nerdy sport. Uh, and um, you'd have to, you know, you'd have to find the friends that you could talk to about it. Uh, now everyone wants to talk to you about it. So I think that's really exciting. That's that's quite pivotal for the sport, I think. It's really, really going mainstream. That's really interesting and a very good point. And you're so right. Like th- Thinking about it, uh, so I was at a party at the weekend with my kids, uh, five-year-old party or whatever it was. And uh, Callum, who um, is, is, a, is another dad at, at the school gates, he came up to me with his mobile phone saying, hey, have you seen, have you seen what's happening at Silverstone? And this is happening more and more and more. The, the amount of conversations I have with people who before were armchair fans and because of things like Drive to Survive and, you know, the, the, this resurgence, they're now knowledgeable and they're talking to me on a level about Formula One, the sport that I've loved for so many years. And, and there they are chatting to me. I think you're absolutely right. It is a pivotal moment for the sport. And it's great to see that growth. Um, my second question to you. How much of your success do you put down to luck and right place, right time? And how much do you put down to other things like sheer hard work? Um, I think it's a bit like a Formula One team. You know, you need to be as smart as you can. You need to work really hard. But you also, God, do you need luck? I mean, I was, I, I told you, I'm, I was not a Formula One fan. I fell into it. I fell into it by accident because I was Tom Lawyer's, uh, Tom Walkinshaw's lawyer. And he didn't like paying the law firm bills. So he said, come and work for me in-house. I, I had no interest or knowledge of Formula One. And that started me on the path. Um, I got to know Bernie working on the uh, taking F1 to Moscow deal. And the only reason I got to know him was that every time the cameras were out, he'd come and stand next to me because I was shorter than him. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and we'd make each other laugh. And, you know, when... TWR and Arrows went down, you get a call from Bernie. You know, it's luck. There is so much luck that you need in this world. Um, uh, so I would say I would say I've had a huge amount of luck to, to, to have the privilege of, of basically having fun for the last 20 years. Yeah, well, I mean, it's hard work, but it's not that. I mean, it is hard work. It's long hours and you get tired and it is, can get quite stressful. But, you know, boo-hoo. I mean, come on. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. I mean, there's definitely luck involved, of course, but you've got to put yourself in the right situations, haven't you, to to find that luck. Um, My final question for you: What are you scared of? I I think I'm most scared of failure, and I think that's something that I want to address. I want to I I want to work on that Um, because I think if you are If you're scared of failure, you take less risks. And if there's one thing that working in Formula One has taught me, that the most successful people, whether it's on the track or off the track, are successful because they take risks. Uh, So um, they have less of a fear of failure. So I think if I was working on anything, if I I was working on anything, it would be my fear of failure. Uh, I want to uh, uh, not give a toss a little bit more in future. Um, And spiders. I'm really of spiders. I hate spiders. Yeah, not a fan. Not a fan. No. And I, th- I, th- I think your 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 fear there is a, fa- a fascinating one about failure. And it, I think it's a very British thing. I was, I've spoken to people about this before. That 
you know, in the, in the States where there's this very sort of entrepreneurial and, and uh, opportunistic attitude, um, bankruptcy, for example, is like a badge of honor. It's like, well done you for trying. Okay, you failed, but you gave it a good crack and you, you live to fight another day. You know, well done. Over here, you, you go bankrupt. You're like, yeah, you're chastised. You know, it's, it's the worst thing that could possibly happen. I think it's, it's a very British mindset and a very hard thing to get, get away from. Um, yeah. Absolutely right. And you look at, um, I mean, when Sean Bratches came in with Liberty uh, and he said to me, you know, he said, whatever you want to do, tell me what you want to do and go and do it. So within one year, we'd done a fan festival. We'd done F1 experiences. We did a hot laps. I had Disney in a garage at Silverstone. You know, we, we did truck tours and it was just go and do it. It was that positive. You, if you fail, guess what? We'll just, we'll just pick up and, and, do it again right, yeah. you know. It, yeah. I, I really, that taught me a lot, actually, in the last few years. Yeah, love that. I think it's, it's absolutely fantastic attitude. Well, listen, Kate, um, we've, we've just about run out of time, but thanks so much for, for taking the time out of your day to talk to me. Um, huge um, luck, not that you'll need it with More Than Equal. It sounds like a brilliant initiative, and we'll keep an eye on it for sure and definitely do more together. Um, all the best with your future endeavours. Thank you so much for joining us on the Motormouth podcast. It has been fun. Thank you very much, Tim. Pleasure. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the podcast. Before you leave us, one final reminder to check out the guys and girls at Motors One, your new transportation solution for minor, mega and signature events anywhere in the world. Motus One simplifies the complex process of event transportation and provides clients with unrivaled service and support to ensure your event transportation needs are fulfilled. Check them out today at motusone.com. And if you tell them you found them through the Motormouth podcast, you'll get up to 20% off your first booking. Thank you so much for listening to the Motormouth podcast. Do make sure you give us a follow on our socials, Twitter at Motormouth underscore, Instagram at Motormouth underscore official and Facebook, just search Motormouth. You can also download the Motormouth app where you can get exclusive video content from MMTV, create your own social profile to interact with other fans and check up on all the latest happenings with whatever motorsport takes your fancy. We're also proud to be supporting the brain tumor charity too so make sure you check the links in the podcast description to find out how you can help cure brain tumors quicker don't forget to like subscribe and review and until next time you've been listening to the motormouth podcast Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.